Here's a story from the world. Even the most powerful women in Afghanistan fear for their lives, and for good reason. This weekend, a former legislator was shot and killed in her home in Kabul, along with her bodyguard. Mursal Nabizada was one of the few women who served in parliament and decided to remain in the country after the Taliban took power in August of 2021. Fozia Kufi served with Nabizada in Afghanistan's parliament. They were friends as well as colleagues. Fozia Kufi joins us from London. Ms. Kufi, first of all, our condolences to you. Thank you. These are hard days for everyone in Afghanistan. Well, I'd like to hear from you as a friend and colleague of Mursal Nabizada, just more about her. What, what sort of person was she? She was young when she ran for parliament in 2018, and she was very passionate about her country and about her work. She was very ambitious. She wanted to serve the communities and be connected with the communities. And this was one of the reasons that despite all the risk, she chose to stay in Afghanistan. Were you two in, in touch in recent months? Yeah, she recently texted me after the Taliban ban on women working with NGOs and the UN, requesting to see if there are possibilities for her to leave the country. She was working with an NGO, and after the ban, it was not possible. So her message was that it's getting too much. I want to leave now. So, yeah. Did she express worries about her own safety, about living in Afghanistan with the Taliban in charge? Not about uh, her safety. Everyone in Afghanistan is unsafe. Uh, women are more unsafe because of uh, their work and because of the fact the Taliban don't like them, even if they are a female student or female teacher or female leader. They don't like them. So every woman in Afghanistan is unsafe. Uh, she was more worried about her dreams that were shattered and her, her work that was no longer possible. And like many other who are, are in contact with me, they, know, they tell me that they know they might not survive the day that they start. Every Afghan woman now that they contact me, they tell me that for them is dead in slow motion. Because if you live and you're not regarded as a human being, you're literally dying in slow motion. So I understand that uh, Marcel Nabizada was offered a humanitarian visa and could have left the country long ago after the Taliban took over in 2021. She did not, though. I'm just wondering if you have any insight into her decision to stay. Well, I think initially she tend to believe the Taliban's promise in terms of supporting women's rights. So like many others who actually were trapped into this narrative Taliban created, which was Taliban 2.0, pro-woman, etc. Mm -hmm. So I think she wanted to give a chance. But in reality, this is a narrative that Taliban created and we and our international friends tend to believe it. It was a failed and false narrative. Fazia, you yourself survived at least two assassination attempts, so you're well aware of the dangers in Afghanistan, especially what women face. Given what you call the failed and false narrative of Taliban 2.0, what are you saying to other women you speak with who are still in Afghanistan? Well, I feel very bad for not being able to be with them. But I know that even if I was in Afghanistan, I wasn't able to do much because I was already under house arrest when Taliban came and I didn't want to leave. So... Uh, I don't have words when they text me messages um, or voice messages full of pain and sorrows and emotions asking me to help them leave the country, especially after the Taliban uh, too recent ban on women from university and banning women from NGOs. I think literally that was like the last nail in women's rights coffin. So everyone wants to leave. And there are some who are more at risk, especially my female uh, colleagues, politicians who are in Afghanistan. Some of them are in Pakistan and Iran. And they are desperate, like they are asking me to support them. 
So one of uh, Marcel's colleagues texted me the day before yesterday, the same day that she was killed, and said, Ms. Kofi, is there a way for me to get out? Uh, who knows? Probably the next would be me. But the fact is that we can't get 35 million people out, right? So we need to really look at beyond humanitarian aid and, and humanitarian visa and see how politically we can create an alternative for Taliban so that Taliban are stopped and they do not last very long. And, it, and finally, they agree for a political settlement. So because of that move by the Taliban banning women from working for NGOs, some aid groups have quit their operations in Afghanistan, which, of course, has its own counterproductive consequences. What do you think humanitarian groups should do when it comes to dealing with the Taliban? I think it was the right decision to close some of these humanitarian aid, because how can your taxpayers' money go to a group excluding women from the offices? It was difficult for these humanitarian organizations to reach women across Afghanistan as, uh, in terms of the recipients. So I think it was a good decision. As much as it's difficult and challenging, and I know that economically people are suffering, but I think it's a, it's, it was the right decision to do so. Ms. Kufi, is there a memory about Mursal Nabizada that you've been holding on to in recent days that you'll keep with you moving forward? Yeah, when she was elected in 2018, she actually contacted me and she said, I would like you to mentor me. And it was very sweet when you mm-hmm. hear that from somebody. It in, uh, indicated the legacy, but also, you know, her passion to really be meaningfully involved in politics and try to do things for our country. Fazia Kufi is a former member of Afghanistan's parliament. She joined us from London. Again, our condolences and thank you very much for sharing your time with us today. Thank you.